Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Reed. All right, so right off the bat, you might have noticed something different. Uh, the intro to the Lake Show Life podcast obviously does not include Daniel Preciado. That is because Daniel is no longer with the Fansided Network. Uh, he's doing other things now. He's no longer going to be joining me here on the Lake Show Life podcast. Uh, Daniel is a personal friend of mine. We text all the time, talk about gambling. <laughs> I tell him about all my my terrible gambling beats that I uh, I just I'm terrible. Um, we're still good friends. Uh, you know, he's doing other things, so he's not going to be with us. Uh, so it's just going to be me solo. Uh, sorry to any, you know, longtime listeners who might be thrown off by that might be, you know, sent back a little bit, but we are undergoing some changes here. Uh, some things are going to be different. Uh, you know, we're losing half of the personality of the podcast. Um, you know, and that's going to be something that, you know, some people might not like, you know, we might, you know, move on. Uh, for now, it's just going to be me. We're going to move in a little bit of a different direction. Um, we're going to focus more on guests, obviously still talking about the Lakers and whatnot, talking about the season, who they play, previewing things, recapping things. Um, but it's going to be, you know, more guest forward. Um, when we play teams like the Houston Rockets, for example, while we don't have one today, uh, I'm going to reach out to some people in the Rockets community, whether it be the fan-sided, you know, Rockets side expert, maybe someone from a different outlet such as SB Nation, uh, USA Today, anything really. Uh, we're going to reach out. We're going to get people, different voices on here because I think that's really the most compelling part of sports podcasts is getting these different points of view. And obviously, it's still going to be very personality driven. It's just going to be my personality, whether you like it or you hate it. Um, if you hate it, I'm sorry. Um, but that's just kind of the direction that we're going in. Um, today, you know, obviously, first episode back, we haven't posted, I believe, in three weeks. It's been quite some time um, before, you know, before recording this, you know, Daniel had some things going on and then, you know, leaving the network and whatnot. So it's been a while, December 23rd, you know, so I hope everyone had a, a very happy Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, any holiday you celebrate, uh, a happy new year. I hope 2021 is starting off fantastic. Um, 18 days since we've posted an episode. That's insane. Um, personally, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, got a puppy right around the time that the last episode, you know, aired. Talked about having some puppy blues and whatnot, you know, and kind of just being overwhelmed by the commitment of it. Obviously, staying home with everything going on, but just a little overwhelmed, especially working from home and whatnot, trying to find slivers throughout the day to uh, write or record the podcast. Well, not really record the podcast. Um, things are going better in that regard, if anyone's interested. Uh, his name is Maurice. He's a dachshund. He's a, a wiener dog, for those that are unfamiliar. And he's great, man. He's a uh, he already knows how to sit. He knows how to stay. He knows how to lay down. Uh, he has a little bell that he rings when he goes to the bathroom. So that's been fantastic. Uh, and that's kind of just been what's making my time fly, uh, focus on him, you know, and work and whatnot. You know, Lakers obviously in full swing. We got playoff football. I'm a huge Dodger fan. Nothing's really happened on that front. But, you know, these last 18 days have flown by. So it feels like forever since I've gotten in front of this mic and recorded about the Lakers. But at the same time, it feels like I just did it. Um, so yeah, that's why we've been gone. Some things are, you know, changing, like I said, um, you know, and I have a vision for this, you know, episodes might start with my little monologue. I might have, you know, some stats, uh, some trends, something to talk about, maybe just personal stuff. You know, we're going to get questions, you know, reviews. If you could, if you enjoy the podcast, please, please, please leave us a, uh, a review on Apple podcasts, something written out. It could be something like, Hey, what's up? It could be a question. It could be something about video games, food, anything. Uh, I really want to connect with the people that listen to this podcast because, you know, we are a community here. Um, 
you know, and you guys, you know, we're all Laker fans. We all share something similar. And if you're not a Lakers fan, maybe you just enjoy my voice. If that's the case, thank you. Um, but if you could leave, leave a review, you know, we're going to look at those, read them on air, answer some questions, uh, maybe do some giveaways or something moving forward. I'm excited about that. Um, so I'll have my little monologue like this to start the podcast. Uh, today is going to be all monologue, a little bit longer of a monologue. And then we'll try to get guests in. We're still going to do uh, purple and gold players for those that don't know. The purple player, purple and gold players are role players for every game that we preview. Purple being a role player on the other team uh, that we think the Lakers need to kind of contain for the Lakers to win. And gold is going to be a Lakers role player that we think is going to succeed. Not necessarily needs to succeed, but is going to succeed in the upcoming matchup. Uh, once we have guests on, you know, previewing the game and whatnot, they could give their own version of the purple and gold players. You know, purple being a Lakers role player they think they need to shut down, and gold being, you know, uh, a Rockets role player they think is going to thrive, for example. So that'll be fun. Still going to do betting. Uh, I'll have, you know, those that join us kind of pick against the spread and whatnot. We're going to keep a kind of maybe a guest tally or whatnot. Um, Stagner statistics we're still going to do when I have the guests on. You know, I'm going to pull up some Lakers Lakers Rockets, Lakers Sixers, whatever related statistic, you know, quiz them on that. That could be just a little, you know, segment to have on the show um, and just talk basketball, talk life, talk about anything really. Um, so that's kind of the vision I have going forward. I want to get more guests on top of it, you know, maybe not even necessarily talking about what's going on in the season, but just talk about anything Lakers related. You know, that's kind of the, the, the direction we want to go in with this. Um, with that being said, we do want to get a more set in schedule, set in stone schedule because, you know, that is something that I struggled in previously. Um, Sundays and Wednesdays are the days that I am circling. And it's a little hard because the Lakers schedule is always moving around. But Sundays, typically, they either don't play or they have a matinee game. In the case of today, they play at 4 o'clock. This podcast is going up right before they play. So that's kind of bad timing by me. Um, but Sundays and Wednesdays every week, for sure, 100%. If there is not an episode on Sunday or Wednesday, that means I failed you as a listener and you can hold me accountable. Um, if anything does come up, anything crazy, you know, I will definitely be sure to let people know, you know, that it's not going to come up, but every week you can expect two episodes, bare minimum Sunday, Wednesday, and hopefully, you know, some extra stuff sprinkled in, you know, if I could do some bonus smaller episodes, just talking to, you know, other people or just maybe small little previews. If something big happens, hop on the podcast feed and talk about the big news. Um, so we're going to leave ourselves open to that. So, but the set in stone is going to be Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, so expect us, you know, today, Sunday, and then I will be back at you on Wednesday after the Lakers play the Rockets twice, I believe they play the Oklahoma City Thunder on Wednesday. So we're going to preview that. You know, the, the episode will come out Wednesday morning. They play the Pelicans on Friday. And then that'll bring us back to next Sunday where we can preview just the Warriors game um, because they don't play again after that until Thursday where they play the Bucks and then they play the Bulls on Saturday. So on and so forth. Um, so next episode, potentially expect a guest. Maybe we'll get a Pelicans, you know, Pelicans voice in here talk about the Pelicans Lakers matchup on Friday the 15th um, that's a really compelling matchup obviously it's always going to be compelling with Anthony Davis's history with the team you know Lonzo my guy everyone knows I'm a huge Lonzo guy uh, Brandon Ingram all those guys over there so that's a compelling match we'll probably have a guest for that the Thunder I mean it's the Thunder I don't know uh, Justin Hickley he's a staffer at Lakeshore Life he's a Thunder fan so maybe I'll have him on for a quick little 10 minute thing just talking about that matchup um, but that's the plan that's the plan moving forward, and, you know, I don't plan on changing that plan, you know, anytime soon. So hopefully we could kind of get set in stone. Um, you can start expecting us to be on your podcast feed, you know, on, you know, given days, given times, you know, not be as erratic as we've been before. Um, but, man, we've missed a lot. We missed a lot of Lakers basketball. Like I said, last time we recorded was after the first game of the season. We recorded, you know, we, we 
recapped the opening game of the season, previewed the Dallas Mavericks game, haven't recorded since. A lot has happened. They've played 10 games. That's, you know, one more than an eighth of the season. We're halfway through a quarter of the season, if that makes sense. Uh, seven and three at the time of recording this. Um, and some things I've I've kind of seen, you know, on social media and some of the stuff that our, you know, our staff is writing that I kind of want to address is this idea that the Lakers are starting sluggishly. Um, some may look at the record seven and three and be like, Hey, they're fine. I'm not worried about it. And that's fine. You know, obviously seven and three, they're first in the Western conference. You cannot complain with that. But for those that do think the Lakers are necessarily starting off sluggish, I wouldn't worry too much because if you look at the advanced numbers at this Lakers team and how they've played thus far this year, they're fine. I mean, obviously they're not playing as, as well as they could play, but you know, they rank fourth, I believe. Uh, fourth in SRS, Simple Rating System, which is a, a tool, a statistic provided by Basketball Reference that takes into account the strength of the schedule. So, you know, who they play, the winning percentage, whatnot, and their point differential. It takes into account those two things, and it creates a, you know, a simple rating system. Um, it's flawed. It's not perfect, but it's usually a good indication of, you know, how good teams are. Uh, the Lakers rank fourth, which is, you know, fantastic. Um, and all the teams that rank ahead of them are from the Eastern Conference. So... I mean, statistically, just by that statistic, they're the best team in the West. Uh, they are second in net rating, which takes offensive rating and defensive rating, subtracts them, you get a net rating. Then the Lakers are at plus 7.3, which means per 100 possessions, they average 7.3 more points. Um, again, that's an important statistic. It's not perfect, but you know, it usually is a good indication of which teams are the best in the league. I mean, if you look back, so the last title-winning team that wasn't in the top five in net rating, so you know, not a top five team just by this one statistic. The last team that wasn't that was the 2011 Dallas Mavericks, which obviously they were one of the best, you know, postseason runs in NBA history. You know, LeBron choked on the Miami Heat in the NBA playoffs and the Mavericks, you know, they beat Kobe that year. Uh, they beat LeBron. It was just one of those, you know, miracle seasons that happens once every 15, 20 years. Um, I didn't go back any further than that, but I know Kobe's teams were top five net rating. I'm sure those big three Celtics teams, I'm sure the Spurs in 2007 and all those, you know, the Pistons teams and whatnot, I'm sure they were all up there too. So we might have to go back to some, you know, really funky, you know, title winner. You know, I don't even know who to find the next team that didn't do that. So the fact that the Lakers rank, like I said, uh, second in that is, you know, it's important. Granted, only 10 games, but it is important. Um, and then they also rank third in effective field goal percentage. I actually think they might have moved in that at the time of me doing my notes. They rank third. Let's check. No, they still rank third in effective field percent field goal percentage. They rank fifth in defensive effective field goal percentage. Those who aren't aware, effective field goal percentage pretty much takes into account that threes are worth more than twos and twos are worth more than ones. It, uh, ones being free throws. It combines all those shooting statistics to give you a kind of concrete number to go off of. Again, this is usually uh, really indicative of how efficient the team is at scoring the basketball, at shooting the basketball, I should say. Um, and 561 is fantastic, third in the league. And then to also be top five defensively, so you're top five on both ends, you know, in terms just of efficiency, um, that's phenomenal. I mean, that's that's fantastic. You know, defensively, they're doing they're doing great. Uh, they don't force a lot of turnovers, which is, you know, could be a little worrisome, but they don't allow a lot of rebounds. Um, they're second in defensive rebounding percentage at 81.4. They don't let teams get to the free throw line very often. They rank fourth in free throw to field goal attempt. And then I believe they rank first in total free throw attempts, um, or at least free throw attempts allowed per game. Yes, they are. Um, so they're doing great defensively. Offensively has been a little bit, a little bit of a different story. They're not fantastic. Um, but I wouldn't say they're necessarily bad either. You know, as I mentioned, you know, third in efficient, uh, effective field goal percentage, um, 
it's just one of those things, you know, they're, they're coming off the shortest off season in American sports history. Their number one superstar is the 36 year old LeBron James. Uh, Anthony Davis has dealt with, you know, various minor nagging injuries. Um, and it's just one of those things where they're very obviously not taking it 100%. Um, there, this is a team that wants to win their 50 games, get to the playoffs healthy, and then really, you know, start ramping up at the end of the regular season and then into the playoffs. Um, so I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. They're also integrating a lot of new pieces. You know, Dennis Schroeder's new, Montrezl Harrell, Montrezl, I did it again. Montrez Harrell's new, uh, Wes Matthews, who's been really, really good offensively. As you know, he's new. Marcus Saul maybe isn't performing to the level that some Laker fans thought he would. Uh, he's new. THT isn't new to the roster, but he's new to the rotation. Uh, Markeith Morris obviously isn't new. I'm a big Markeith Morris guy as well. Um, but, you know, he wasn't with the team too much last year. Uh, you know, Crusoe missed some time because of COVID protocols. KCP has still missed time with a sprained ankle. He may return tonight against the Houston Rockets. I, you know, I haven't seen the injury report at the time of recording this. Uh, they have not definitively said whether or not. I just know him, AD, and LeBron were questionable. Um, you know, and obviously you have Kuzma still trying to do Kuzma things. Uh, but you got a lot of new pieces that are trying to fit together. Vogel's trying to figure out the rotation when to play guys, when, you know, who's going to be in the closing lineup. There was that Portland game where Trez was just, you know, absolutely dismantled, absolutely exposed, but it was Damian Lillard and Joseph Nurkic. Like they do that to almost everyone. They're both among the best at their position in pick and roll offense. Um, you know, and Trez obviously isn't a good defender. I wouldn't say he's a bad defender. I don't think he's as bad of a defender as people make him out to be, but I don't think he's a good defender. I think he's a league average defender. He could, you know, he could contribute when needed, but against teams like Portland, he probably shouldn't be in the closing lineup. Um, so they're still figuring these things out and they're still seven and three and yeah, their wins have come against, you know, not the best teams. They've come against the Grizzlies and the Spurs and a Mavericks team without Chris stops and you know, the bulls, but at the end of the day, you have to play who's in front of you and you know, they're, they're playing fine. Uh, they lost to the Clippers. They lost to Portland and they lost to the Spurs. Losses are going to happen. You know, it's it's basketball. We, we saw the Clippers get blown out by 50 points. You know, we see upsets happen all the time. This has been such a, a quirky NBA season, I think, partly because there's no fans and just partly, you know, the way that sports are right now. You have so many teams that are just sitting at five and four. I mean, just in the Western Conference alone, you have four teams. You have another team at four and four, the Thunder, who everyone thought was going to be atrocious. Pelicans are four and five. Nuggets are four and five. Rockets are three and four. So that's over half the Western Conference that's within, you know, one game of a 500 record. Go over to the East, you have, you know, Magic and Bucks are 6 and 4, Knicks are 5 and 4, Cavs are 5 and 5, Hornets are 5 and 5, Heat are 4 and 4, Nets are 5 and 5, Hawks are 4 and 5. So that's another 1 2 3 4 5 6 7. No, 6 teams that are within one game of 500. No, 7 8 8 teams that are one game within, you know, having a 500 record. Um it's been weird. It's been a weird season. Don't worry about the Lakers. They're just fine. Uh, they're going to turn it on eventually. Uh, I was personally worried when they went into the bubble last year and they were playing really poorly uh, in those eight seeding games, but they know when to ramp it up. They know when to take it easy and they'll be just fine. So, you know, these games against the Houston Rockets, though, are going to be a little bit telling. Uh, it's their first game against a legitimate playoff, you know, opponent since the Portland game. Um, so it, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see uh, the Rockets, obviously, new look. James Harden's still on the team. Uh, Christian Wood has been phenomenal. John Wall has been okay. Uh, they've gotten some decent role players, and they just came off a game where they blew out the Orlando Magic, and I know this because I had money on the Magic in that game, uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, and they're, they're an interesting team. No one knows how long Harden's going to stick around. No one knows what the ceiling of this Rockets team is because, you know, everyone gives them crap for, you know, 
not being a great team and the micro ball and everything, but they got better in the off season. I know, you know, I'm kind of more favorable to John Wall than most people, but I don't think the John Wall to Russell Westbrook jump is that such a big loss for the Rockets, especially the way they run their offense and especially what James Harden wants to do. I think that's a lateral move for the Rockets, you know, at worst. Um, at best, they might have, they got someone who potentially fits better, which I think he does, but there's still a lot of basketball left to play. Uh, Christian Wood was a phenomenal pickup. DeMarcus Cousins hasn't really done much, but he's still, you know, something that the team didn't have last year, size, but can still space the floor. Uh, they're not barraging teams with three-pointers as much. You know, they rank ninth in the league in three-pointers attempted per game. You know, the offense has changed a little bit. D'Antoni's not there. Um, you know, Harden's obviously not, doesn't have the same usage rate and output that he had in previous years, but maybe that's a good thing. Um, so I'm not saying they're title contenders for sure, you know, per se, but I do think they are a better team than people give them credit for. And I think this matchup is kind of important on measuring the Lakers. That being said, you know, the purple and gold players who the Lakers need to stop, who I think is going to do good. You got all these role players. I consider Christian Wood a role player. DeMarcus Cousins is absolutely a role player. You got Eric Gordon. I wouldn't consider John Wall a role player just because he's the number two. Ben McLemore, who I think is Luke Kennard 2.0, and but doesn't get paid like Luke Kennard. He's played one game. He's back. David Nwaba, former Laker. Uh, you got all these names. Daniel House, P.J. Tucker. The guy I'm going with with the purple player, Sterling Brown. Now, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't even know who Sterling Brown was. He's 25. He's been in the league for three years, I believe. Um, he's not a huge name. He's kind of bounced around. Well, he didn't bounce around. He was with Milwaukee for three years, and then this is his first season with uh, with Houston. Um you know, he's uh, he's not a huge role player. He's averaged 19 minutes a game. Uh, he might even play less tonight. But looking at his numbers, you know, and he's not going to stay at this level, but he's been really efficient, really effective for this team. He's shooting 625 from the field, 565 from three. Uh, free throw line, he's shooting 1,000, but I think he has like two attempts. Uh, he's got an 828 effective field goal percentage, which is just absurd. That's like, you know, video game numbers. Again, it's seven games. He's averaging 20 minutes per game. So, But he's been really good this year. And, you know, looking at the home and not the home and the road, but the win and the loss splits for uh, Mr. Sterling Brown this year, he's been really solid in the Rockets wins. And he's been also solid in the Rockets losses, but there has been a huge difference. I, I wouldn't say huge, but huge for a role player of his caliber uh, between the wins and the losses. You know, we go over to the wins. He's made eight of 11 threes in, uh, in his wins. He's shooting seven, 75% from the field, 72% from beyond the arc. Uh, he's got a true shooting percentage above one, which I don't even know how that's possible. Offensive rating of 203 with a 101 defensive rating. So he's playing decent defense. Uh, in wins, he's averaging 19 minutes, 8.7 points, four boards, and about an assist per game. Now, in losses, he's not quite as effective. You know, he's averaging 20 minutes, 7.3 points, around the same amount of points, two rebounds, half of the rebounds, around the same amount of assists. His shooting isn't as well. He's shooting 417 from three in the losses, which is still really, really good, but that's still 30% worse than the wins. Uh, 55% from the field, again, really, really good, but 20% worse than, you know, in the wins. Um, and, he, you know, most importantly, his defensive rating in those games are terrible. So those are games in which he was exposed defensively while he was on the court, um, whether it be him or just the team in general. Uh, 122 defensive rating uh, in those losses, 120 in the wins for the offensive rating. Um so Sterling Brown, he's going to be someone he's averaging about, so they have three wins. He's averaging eight makes, so he's averaging just under three, three threes a game in the wins, and then in the losses, he's averaging just over one. So really the difference is, you know, and it's that's what's true when you have two teams like this, is he going to make one three this game, zero or one, or is he going to make three or four? And that that's honestly the difference because these are two teams 
who are both solid teams. I think it's going to be a close game. That's kind of a teaser for my uh, gambling picks later on in the show. Um, but this is going to be a close game. And two or three three-pointers from Sterling Brown, of all people, absolutely can be the difference maker, even if it comes in the middle of the second quarter, in the middle of the third quarter during a run for the Rockets. It can make a difference. And if he bricks those shots, the Lakers very well could win. He could hit a shot kind of to pull the Rockets away. Um, I think, you know, he's someone... It kind of goes against what I'm saying. You know, the Lakers aren't going to necessarily focus on stopping Sterling Brown. They're going to focus more on role players such as Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, and whatnot. Um, and Christian Wood was the easy one to pick here. But I think if we look back on this game, I, I guarantee you could look back at Sterling Brown's box score. And if Sterling Brown has less than two threes made, it's a guaranteed Lakers win. If he has two, then I'm sh- it's kind of a toss-up. If he has more than two, then it's a guaranteed Rockets win. I'll make that guarantee now. If I'm wrong, if he makes four threes and the Lakers win, or he only makes one three and the Rockets win, I'm going to look stupid. But I'll make that guarantee now. I think you could look at him after the game and be able to tell who won the game without actually knowing what would happen. Um, and I'll circle back on that next podcast. We'll see if I was right about that. Uh, and the gold player is going to be Dennis Schroeder. Uh, John Wall is really, really bad defensively. Uh, and Schroeder is, you know, obviously going to be the guy he's primarily guarding. You know, John Wall's not guarding LeBron. He's not guarding Anthony Davis. He might get switched onto them. Um, he's not going to guard, you know, Wes Matthews. He's going to guard Schroeder. Um, and it's just up to Schroeder. You know, I want to see him attack the basket a lot. I want to see him get this offense going, you know, kind of work on that chemistry with Montrez Harrell. I don't like Schroeder starting. I still think he should come off the bench and mostly play when LeBron's not out there. Um, you know, but it is what it is, I guess. Um, but he's going to have to attack John Wall, and he's going to have to get going early. And I think this could be a game, you know, we've seen like a big Kyle Kuzma game, a big Trez game. Schroeder's had some really good games here and there as well. Um, I think when we look back on this, if the Lakers win this game, Schroeder's going to have, you know, an 18-point, 8-assist night, something like that. Um, I think it, it really comes down to exposing that defense. Obviously, James Harden isn't great defensively, and I don't really know who guards LeBron James and Anthony Davis on this team. I mean, Christian Wood against AD, obviously. Um but it's, it's going to be tough for them overall to guard the Lakers. But I think Schroeder especially can kind of kind of feast a little bit off of John Wall and his poor defensive metrics and just poor defensive ability altogether. So I would expect Schroeder to have a big game. Not Trez, especially not Kuzma. I love Marquise, but it's not going to be him. Uh, Caruso is, you know, he's important in this game, especially if KCP doesn't play. He's going to help stop, you know, Wall when Caruso's on the floor as well as James Harden when Caruso's on the floor. Um, but there's still a chance KCP plays. Um so I, I'm going Dennis Schroeder. I could go Caruso would probably be my number two. I'm going with Schroeder. Um, in terms of betting, look, betting, I've been terrible this year. Uh, I thought I figured out an NBA betting system where I would win all my bets, and it started really good the first two days, and then it's kind of fallen off a cliff since. Um, on this podcast, so while we were away, I was posting our betting picks uh, on the website, lakeshowlife.com, in article format. My picks are going to be posted there again. Um, every podcast, I always do an article and then embed the podcast and all that fun stuff, you know, exposure, got to get it. Um, so I've been doing that. I've been keeping up this year. I'm nine and seven. I did miss one Lakers game. No, I missed two. They play 10 games. Oh man. Or maybe I just missed the record one game. Either way, my record on the year is nine and seven. We, I pick both against the spread and the over under, uh, over under wise. I've been lights out. I, I think I've only been wrong once, maybe twice in the over under, my real thing has been I've been really confident in the Lakers and, you know, the reason why people think they're playing sluggish is they're playing these close games against teams like the Grizzlies and the Bulls. Um, so I've been taking the Lakers, you know, big spreads, minus seven, minus eight, minus nine in those games for them just to win by four or five. Um, and then against the Spurs when they lost, I took Lakers minus four and a half because I was like, wow, that moved a lot. That's an easy win and they end up losing the game. So I was the dumb one in that one. 
So that's where I've been hurting. Um, I don't know. Am I going to go with the Lakers? Uh, the odds, courtesy of the Action Network. I'm using BetMGM's odds via the Action Network. Uh, there's a bunch of different odds you could use, but those are just the ones I usually see to be the most consistent with the consensus. Lakers are two and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, usually the rule of thumb is about three points for a home team favored, you know, outright. I don't know how that's going to change with, you know, no fans and whatnot, but with Lakers being two and a half, I would guess that if the Lakers were at home, they'd probably be like five and a half, six point favorites over the Rockets. So two and a half on the road. The over under is at 222.5 points. Now, like I said, I thought I figured out NBA betting. I created a little bit of a model, you know, trying to be a smart guy and it started really well. Hasn't been great the last few days, you know, really burned me in that magic heat game. But if the magic would have shot how they normally shot, you know, obviously, you know, I would have done much better than them shooting 32% from the field or whatever it was. My model has this game tied 113 to 113. Now, a big reason for that is the Lakers have been much worse on the road than at home, just in terms of scoring this year. So that swings it without that. And that's why the, the line is only two and a half without that. The Lakers would probably be winning by two or three in my model. I have them tied at 113, 113. Obviously, it's not ties are impossible in the NBA. Um, I'm gonna go with the Lakers. Uh, I know, you know, when it's tied like this, it seems better to go with the underdog and get the points. But you know, the Rockets, like I said, coming off that big win against the Magic, where they really, you know, kind of dismantle them, um, they're gonna have some natural regression from that win. At least I hope. Kind of come back down to earth. They were so hot. They got to have the regression towards the mean. Um, the Lakers also want to prove something. Like I said, first playoff game really since. Uh, a play game against the playoff opponent, I should say, since the Portland Trailblazers. They haven't really beat a playoff team other than the Mavericks. Um, so they, they want to prove something on the road. Um, AD hopefully is going to be back for this one. A little rested. He's probably feeling better. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of variance, a lot of room for variance in the NBA. So 113-113, all you need is one three-pointer to go the Lakers' way and one three-pointer to not go the Rockets' way for that to be a six-point game. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think Dennis Schroeder, will hit an extra three that he that you know he averages and uh Sterling Brown will not hit an extra three. He only make one on the day. Um, and that'll be the six point swing courtesy of the purple and gold players. I have the Lakers winning by six in a close game. Um but this is important because we're not going to record before the second game of this consecutive game against Houston's. I think that's going to swing the line back to around four and a half five for the Lakers in the second game. And in that game, I think I'm going to take Houston. I'm still going to do an article go up going up for that. Um, where I'll give my first sure definitive picks based on what the line is and how this first game goes. But I think I'm going to take Houston in that second game if it's around four and a half, five. And that's because I think the Lakers are going to split. I think the Lakers are going to win game one and then they're going to drop game two. Both close games, um, both hard fought, both, you know, can't really take anything too negatively away from either team. Um, but at the end of the day, I have the Lakers winning by six in this game. I have over 222.5. And I'm going to go with Lakers. I'm just going to go based on the model. Like I said, one team's going to make an extra three. One team's going to miss an extra three. It's going to be Lakers 116, Houston 110. So we have the over hitting by three and a half. We have the uh, spread hitting by three and also by three and a half. Hey, there we go. Um, so that's that's what I'm hoping for. You know, obviously I want the Lakers to win. I want them to win by three so I win this betting thing. I mean, it's kind of hard to win by one or two, but it definitely happens in the NBA. Um but yeah, Lakers are going to win this one. They're going to lose the next one. And then we will be back at you, ready to preview both the Thunder and the Pelicans. Uh, I know this episode might have been a little boring, uh, a little bit of a monologue. Like I said, kind of. I don't have the most uh, you know, electric voice. I might even have a little bit of a soothing voice. Uh, maybe I'll help you go to sleep. Um, 
but we'll be back at you. You know, I want to get guests on. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Again, first episode alone, kind of a little weird. I don't have someone to talk back to. Uh, I don't have, you know, I kind of go on my rants, my little tangents anyways. Uh, there's no one to kind of tell me I'm dumb or I'm smart after those tangents and kind of bounce off of. It's a little different. I don't know how, how people do this kind of solo podcasting thing, but it's going to be fun. I'm excited to talk to new people. I'm excited to get different points of view. I'm excited to talk about life with everyone um, and build this thing up, man. You know, I'm, I'm talking and, and woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, great community we have here. You know, the one the people that do subscribe to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for always listening. Thank you for supporting. Sorry we've been gone for so long. That's not cool. Hand up. Totally on me. Um, but we're going to get into a rhythm here. We're going to get into a routine. New year, new me, 2021, year of positivity. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, so again, if you could, if you made it this far, could you please leave a review, Apple Podcasts, uh, maybe give us a follow on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, you know, maybe Dan, you know, send Daniel some farewell messages, some thank you messages. I'm sure I'll relay those to him, read them on the podcast, uh, read any questions, any comments, any concerns, anything and everything I will read on here. I just dropped my phone on the floor. I'm a doofus. Um, it's been fun. Come back at you on Wednesday. In the meantime, go Lakers. I, I, I be balling every day.